All right, everybody, we are back. Steve Strasinski, Strewman, Mark Lukey, Brandon behind the glass is our fourth outdoorsman, because that's only three. We understand that. But Sambo was gone tonight. Where's Sambo, Mark? You were with him for the last couple of days. Yeah, I've been with him the last week. Uh, Sam had tickets to the Vikes game, but um, his family got sick, so he's home with uh, sick kids. That's a little so bit of a if, swing. So uh, if Sam had tickets to the Vikings game, he was not going to be here anyway, right? Right. So I was mentally prepared so it doesn't throw us off. And, well, who'd he uh, give them to? Yeah, uh, not I think, us. I think his brother invited him, so his brother, I'm sure, ah. has had someone else on deck. But The backup plan, yeah. yeah. I was waiting for that invite. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, he can't go, huh? That's a bummer. You know, I've never been to a Vikings game in that state. I was at Ever? the old uh, never. Well, at the old Mets Stadium, the open in the 1960s and 70s. I went a couple of times. We snuck into the ballpark when I was in college, my buddies and I. But I've never been to a ball game in this park. And I tell you what, frankly, I don't know if I want to. I don't. I don't know if I want to spend the money to listen to all the noise and watch drunk people watch a football game. I'd rather just be here with Brandon in the studio and catching the uh, the game. But I, I, that's just me. It's, I don't blame uh, you. We also have beach volleyball on right <laughs> now. Too, so. We got everything covered here. Yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, 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 Thank yeah. you, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Maybe you're not a huge football fan. Maybe you're back going back from your weekend trip. Really appreciate you joining us. Maybe you're listening after the fact. I'll tell you um, – we're back in Bob's studios, and it feels kind of nice. We've been um, doing it from Capra this last week. Beautiful studio there, lots of fun. But there's also something about doing it live in studio, see our friend Brandon. Maybe we'll get some wings after again like the old days. Yeah, I told – well, we've only been in, in uh, Capra studios twice. Twice, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I told Brandon right off the get-go – it's nice, and it's closer to home, yep. but, but it's not Brandon. You know, this is, this is the man that makes well, the whole thing go. Well, we just need it's- to bring Brandon with us. That's then we got to pay him extra money or something. So screw Sam him. Sam will pay him in you know shotgun shells or something. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I would yeah. take that deal. <laughs> but it, it's much more fun being, in my opinion, here right now. Of course, we're gonna get used to Capra's, and it's, it's a lot of fun, and it's good for Sam and Capra's uh, sporting goods as well. But having Brandon right there looking through the glass and everything, it's just it's just kind of neat. So, but yeah, uh, but uh, um, so yeah, we'll probably come back here now and then. We'll do it from there. You always the time, have a probably. home here. You I know, know we do. I know we do. And you got to be here no matter what, so it's yeah, not like I'll we're giving here. you the night off. Nope. I did, although that hour in between, and that's what I did bring Dagny here, my dog. So that's uh, we went out and played in the yard for an hour, and I came back to do real talk outdoor. Or, yeah. So like, I mean, it worked out, but I definitely miss you guys. He was talking about his new puppy, about seven months old. The name is Dagny. It's a Dagny. He, or, he, he or a she. She's a she's a she. She All identifies right. as a she. All right. So <laughs> she her. Uh, she her are her pronouns. So why is she a Dagny? What in God's name is a Dagny? Uh, it's just a beautiful name that I like. Well, it's a, a reference to Atlas Shrugged and Dagny Taggart is the uh, the main protagonist All right, what is an a- what is an ashley shrugged You're smarter atlas. Than us. atlas shrugged atlas ayn rand it's a great book about objectivism i don't want to get wow. too far Holy, into it it's that like that is deep it's kind of libertarian politics stuff like that but it's a, a really it's a great book the atlas shrugged the fountainhead i highly recommend reading some ayn rand I'm still uh, a John Sanford guy that's about as far as i go but sure. uh, but uh, <laughs> wow that's pr- i'm pretty impressed brandon well thank God, you I, he's a learned man holy buckets yeah anyway it's been a great week. We've been busy, right? I've been to Devil's Lake with my buddy Bob Krejci. Had a lot of fun there, catching a few walleyes, not too many. But but you you and Sam just came back from a big trip. That's a cool deal. What happened? Yeah, we went Tuesday through Friday to ATA show. Which I thought is, you had a family. I thought you had kids at home. I do, I do. But uh, every once in a while, work calls, and I got an opportunity to go with Sam to ATA in Indianapolis. It's the country's or the world's biggest archery trade show. So... Um, 
it's all the biggest names. It's like Shot Show for guns, yeah. or it's like um, iCast yep. for rods and reels. Yep. It's it's the biggest trade show. Anyone in that business wants to be there. It was just an incredible deal. It was a huge, huge convention center. I walked in and I'm like, you know, this isn't that big. And then I walked into the next room and it was five times as big as the one I walked into. So there's just there's manufacturers, there's new products, there's there's so many things. And um, I mentioned before I shot archery as a kid a lot mm-hmm. and uh, in the basement of our church, you know, we had like a bale of hay behind uh, a wooden kind of thing in the in the basement of our church and I shot and I enjoyed it, but really got out of the sport you know, through my twenties and thirties. And, um, Sam gave me a bow. I'm excited after going to shot show. I cannot wait to get shooting, uh, learn archery. Um, you know, the ins and outs, it's a very different game than when I was a kid. Everything's so different as far as sights, as far as arrow rest, as far as releases, as far as just the bow technology, it's, it's just absolutely incredible. Uh, it's ATA is archery trade association. Is that what it is? Yep. So it's just a big, uh, I think they have a magazine, but it's it's basically the trade organization, and they throw this big show every year. And we saw so many big names. We saw uh, Lee and Tiffany, Lakoski, yeah, some of the biggest names we've had on this show. Pat and Nicole, Pat right? and Nicole were there. They were so nice. All these people are so nice. Um, sat and talked with us, you know, BSed, and um, we saw Bone Collector, Nick Munt, and Michael Waddell. Michael Waddell and Nick Munt were like so kind to us. They hung out with us for hours. We just chatted, hunting and stuff. And they're funnier than hell. Both of those guys are Yeah, nuts. they are. They're, they're funnier than hell. They have some great products coming out. And yeah. I think uh, Sam at Capra is going to be carrying a lot of their stuff. And, uh, you know, they're they're big deals in this world. I mean, this is where they're rock stars, right? Yeah. Maybe if you're at a mall or something, someone might not recognize you. But if these guys are at this show, everybody knows them. Everyone wants to talk to them. And they took the time to spend a lot of time with us. And exciting stuff, and and they want to be on the show. They all of them we talked to love being on the show. They want to keep coming on. They said they really enjoyed it. Uh, Melissa Bachman, who we've had on a bunch, yep. she she spent a lot of time with us. Knew me right away. Came up and said hi, and That's we chatted. Nice. Um, Melissa's on Winchester Deadly Passion, right? And she does a lot of bow stuff. And we talked about her family. She moved to to South Dakota, and her kids are in wrestling, and her her one son and. Um, it was just it was a great experience seeing these people in person because with COVID and everything that the show last year was way under attended and before that they were canceled. So a lot of times these vendors and personalities haven't done this in a long time. And it was everyone was excited. The whole place was excited. Is this uh, is this show always in Indianapolis or does it cross the country? I think it's been in Indianapolis a few times, but I believe it's going to be somewhere else. I think it's going to be in St. Louis next time, so it does travel. The people who are involved are these are vendors. They're they're mm-hmm. they're, they're retail, right? So they Yeah, so yeah. they're mostly manufacturers showing so it's buyers. not like you and I going in and buying some fishing lures or anything, right? It's Well, okay. they have a day specifically for buyers. Oh, they do. And that's a majority of it is business. Like SHOT Show, it's not really made to be a, you go there and buy things. Like It's not like the Northwest Sports Show or the Deer and Turkey Classic where you go into a booth and you buy stuff. Right. This is big-time buyers. We're talking Shields. We're talking you know Fleet Farm. All the big companies go and cut deals, and, and there's show specials for manufacturers. So right. this is where manufacturers get a lot of big orders, and they show off their stuff, and it works. Like... Sam is looking to really expand his archery department. So Sam was there 
And Yang, uh, who is an awesome guy, I spent a lot of time with Yang. He is their Botex, so he is everything archery at Capra's. He was there, and and they picked out some new products they want to carry, and shot some new bows, and and basically picked out things that they'd want to want to carry. So it's a way to use things to shoot stuff, to look at stuff, to get pricing. And uh, it's big for manufacturers and retailers. We're talking about Sam Oftedal, our buddy, of course, and Capra Sporting Goods uh, in Blaine right there. Yep. Give me an example of what Sam is considering bringing to Capra's to make that store even better than it is today. Um, well, there's he wants to expand into, like, blinds, right? So he's got a, a beautiful big parking lot there, a lot of space. And so we looked at different blind manufacturers and and – um, you know, see what kind of deals they can have. So, so he's going to be carrying the blinds. I don't know if he wants me to say it or not as far as the brand. Cause I don't know if it's worked out, but for instance, we looked at banks blinds, uh, out of Minnesota and there it's like a one piece roto molded blind with nice stands. Yeah. And so he's going to put some up out front or out on the side of his place and to display them. So how about for archery, anything special there that he was looking at? I know Sam was trying to get his archery yeah. business going again after it, yep. COVID took it away for a while. Yeah. Yeah, so he's looking at bringing in some different lines of bows, right? Right now they have some premium stuff. They have Matthews, which is fantastic. Sure. And Raven crossbows are absolutely top of the line. But um, he, he really wants to expand it because that's his passion, right? Uh, you know, Dean is really into fishing. And, right. And so that was kind of like fishing, electronics. They're still going to have that stuff, but he really wants to expand the archery department, which is great because he does have an indoor range. And pretty unique that he has a retractable target right yeah uh that doesn't happen a lot so <clears throat> he wants to expand that department and you know clothing looked at a lot of new clothing so um that's going to be big news for this fall for him good for him good for you guys now did you feel like a big shot or did you feel lost were you like a little kid in a candy store what was it like for well, you well i was kind of like with double duty right because i went there because i work for ron Sher and Productions. You, were, you had to be sam's bodyguard i was sam's bodyguard yeah and I'll tell you how many comments we get when me and Sam walk into a room. Right. It's like, whoa. Like yeah. there isn't one person that doesn't comment on our size. Yeah. And I'm a big guy, but I don't get it as much as that. But when me and Sam are together and Yang is Botex, like, you know, five foot maybe. Right. right. And so we walk in and everyone's like, whoa, I didn't know the Colts were going to be in town. Right. You know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But yeah. um, so I was there with Ron Scherer as well. And I have some clients that are there. And so I had some meetings. Was and- Ron Scherer there? No, oh. no. Um, oh, Ron Shira Productions and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. My day job. Right. So um, I met a lot of people. It's got new ideas for our show made for the outdoors. Uh, we're looking for content of any products made in America. And there was a lot, a lot of companies there that there's a lot of Minnesota companies there, surprisingly. I mean, I, a lot of people I met were from Minnesota. The competition in that industry has to be as great as the fishing mm-hmm. industry. Well, it's got to be tough to make it go, boy. Well, it's it's amazing how... Every component on a bow, there's 30 companies that make it slightly differently, right? Like it's uh, when I was a kid, there'd be maybe one or two bow sites, maybe one or two arrow rests, and everyone's got a different design. Everyone's got a different way of going about the same thing, right? So it's interesting to see the differences and price points. And um, I'll tell you, it's like anything though. If you know, it's not a cheap sport to get into. Yeah. If you really want to get, I mean, if you really are into ice fishing, you know how much all that stuff costs right right? you know how much if you're really into upland hunting you can spend three grand on a gun you can you know do it's the same thing you can 
be very particular about what you like. And most people really passionate about bow hunting are, right? They have their certain things they like, and they're going to pay for it. So, But nobody starts out being 100% passionate about any particular sport no. or event that they want to get into. How yep. much, How much? Uh, if I'm a, I don't, I've, I hunt once in, in a while, and I've only hunted yep. once or twice with a bow. I mm-hmm. had a crossbow last year, two years ago, from my nephew. He let me use it. What's it cost? If, if a new person wants to get into the bow hunting game with compound bows, what's it cost? I mean, you can get, if you buy new, you can get a starter setup bow and set for seven hundred bucks maybe, right. and then you got to get scent control is so much more important with bow hunting as you know. Like I don't really pay that much attention to scent control when I'm gun hunting, but on bow you need to be on top of them. So that is a big part of this industry is scent prevention. You know, people wash their clothes in special shampoos. They had lockers like people keep their clothes in a special locker all year just so it doesn't smell like their house. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's not crazy good for them. Yeah. And uh, so if you want to get into it, if you really want to get into it, I mean, it's going to be thousands of dollars to get all the stuff you want. When uh, when I was started hunting- and People got to look good, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you yeah, can't just yeah. have your dad's old camo from the 80s. You I gotta, did. I know, I did. me too. But yeah. you, you have to have the lightest and you know best camo and everything. And I remember when I was started hunting up in Ely, Minnesota at the Hunting Shack and Mud Creek Road- 13, 14 years old, my dad and his brothers-in-law all hung their deer hunting stuff outside. Yeah. And when they went out to the outhouse in the morning, they brought it back into the in the uh-huh. cabin, warmed it up, and that was how they did it. And they smoke. Then they go in the woods and smoke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or stand up and pee off the stand. Yeah, yeah. Like I do that sometimes too. It's like yeah. you don't want to crawl down, so you just pee. You know, yeah. you spend all this time being uh, scent blocked, and then you pee off the stand or, or walk 20 feet to go to the bathroom, you know? I'll have to talk to Aaron and Nikki about this show you're talking about because they're with whitetailproducts.com out of Chatech, Wisconsin, and yeah. they have literally everything you need for the outdoors. And uh, uh, and the scent the scent block part of their business is growing gangbusters, well, and all for all for whitetail deer hunting. So, well, this uh, show is, is flying. Why don't you talk a little bit about Devils? We have about three minutes before our first break. Had a great time. Rocket Man and I, <laughs> Bob Krejci and I, went out just kind of on the spur of the moment. You and Sam were going to go with, and all of a sudden Sam heard about this uh, Archery Trade Association show in Indianapolis, so you snuck down there with him, and I don't blame you. So Bob and I went out by ourselves and, and uh, were treated just like great, great. We, we're, I'm telling like we were yeah. somebody, somebody special. Um, Woodlands Resort took care of us and, and uh, got us into a couple of nice fish houses. Really nice. They've got 52 fish houses out there. They can mm-hmm. carry, they can cover a lot of territory. And so we snuck out there early in the afternoon on Thursday. Uh, fished only for a couple of hours because we were just running behind. Mm-hmm. And so, so we see if we can catch a couple of walleyes. And we did. Nothing big in the Thursday afternoon. Uh, got up early and fished the walleyes Friday morning. Caught a couple of walleyes Friday morning. No perch. We didn't catch any perch. You know, perch are they're moving all over the place. Mm-hmm. So normally, I think if you want to chase perch, I don't care yeah. if you're Devil's Lake or wherever you want to go, you got to be on the move. And uh, so we just caught walleyes. Nothing big, but caught enough to make us happy. Great yeah. experience. Uh, so thanks to uh, Woodland Acres and uh, Woodlands Resort, rather, and thanks to Susie uh, from uh, Devil's Lake Tourism. She's with the chamber, of course, out there, and uh, she took care of us as well. Sleep Inn is a wonderful little hotel right in town. Mm-hmm. Stay there and. Um, so a lot of things happening at Devil's Lake. We had a great, great time. And we, up, we had a nice dinner at Woodland as well. The prices are good. Yeah. The food was wonderful, and the people were 
fantastic. That's the great thing about Devils. Every time, everyone there is so nice from restaurants to hotels. Yeah. to They know their business and they take care of you if you go there. So yeah. you have plenty of time to book a trip to Devils Lake this year. Go do it. I think uh, you're going to go there again maybe. I'm going to go in May for the May. media event. Yeah, we're going to May for sure. Uh, yeah. I do like open water there. It's nice and and I like because I like to golf and I like to uh, be in a boat. And uh, it gets cold in Devils, but you know what? They have a lot of ways to take care of you. Snow bears, ice houses, anything you want. Yeah, there's not a bottom. And, and, and uh, Perch Patrol, of course, is one of the, the top guide services in Devils Lake. And mm-hmm. they were busier than heck. And I talked to some people who went with them. Yep. And they caught Perch because they're moving boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. And a couple of nice, really nice big walleyes as well. Well, so they, all, they have a whole team working together. Yeah. And they find them. And then they get all their clients on it. So that's the good thing about going with a guide. I mean, same thing with Bry's. We've been on Bry's. They, right. they all work together. They know where the fish are biting. So... Sometimes it's difficult going by yourself and just finding the fish. Can't. 170,000 acres, whatever it is, you yep. can't. Some people enjoy that chase, but I like to be told where they are and plunked in the middle of them and You catch like fish. to be taken care of. I do. Yeah, you don't I like do. working very hard when it comes to that kind of stuff. No. <clears throat> nope. No, it was a lot of fun. So Devil's Lake uh, Tourism, thanks, Susie, for taking care of us. And Jason, her husband, and Kendall, cute little Kendall, about eight years old. She's, I haven't seen her in a couple of years. And, and uh, first thing she's, she's all grown up. Oh, you know, and she's cute as a bug's ear. And the first thing she goes, she says, how come your hair is white? I don't know. <laughs> Shut up, kid, will you? But, uh, yeah. but uh, no, she's a, we had a lot of fun. So I'll be going back there again and looking forward to it. So I tell you what, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to be right back with Billy Moles. He's a modern-day mountain man, a, an Alaskan guide from Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Now would be the time to check on the jerky. These smokers aren't going to tend themselves. You're listening to the Four Outdoorsmen on Bob Outdoors. You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit DevilsLakeND.com, and thanks. Dezeal Heating and Air Conditioning has let the dogs out. And their two-fur deal is back. If your furnace and air conditioner are over 10 years old, they could roll over and break down. Let Dezeal help you fetch a free air conditioner with their two-fur deal. For a limited time, when you purchase a furnace, you get a free AC unit with a free UV package. Dezeal Heating and AC, serving Wright County and the West Metro. Details online at DezealHVAC.com. That's D-E-Z-I-E-L HVAC.com. Pheasants Forever's National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic is coming to the Minneapolis Convention Center on February 17th through the 19th. Join us for puppy and dog training seminars, a youth village for kids, a public lands pavilion, pollinator and wildlife habitat, hunting gear, and more than 400 unique exhibitors. It's National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic the weekend of February 17th. Presented by Pheasants Forever, Quail Forever, and Federal Ammunition. For more information, log on to pheasantfest.org. You want a cool lake trout fishing experience? Head to Ely, an Arrowhead Outdoors bait tackle hunt camp store, Minnesota's stream and lake trout headquarters. Arrowhead carries the largest selection of lake trout tackle found any place in northern Minnesota, and they're the only ones in Ely renting houses for targeting lake trout. 
Dates are filling fast, and sharing a lake trout fishing trip on the doorstep of the Boundary Waters means memories that are going to last a lifetime. <laughs> you might even catch a walleye or two. Arrowhead Outdoors, the very, very best. It's time for Capra Sporting Goods Ice Fishing Clearance Sale. Get select ice fishing stuff for up to 30% off. Get huge discounts on electric augers like Strike Master, Ion, and Razor. Electronics like Garmin Livescope, Vexlar, Markham, Otter and Eskimo Sleds and Hubs, Rods, Reels, Tackles, and more. These are the best deals of the year. In-store only. Call or come in for specific pricing on what you're looking for. While supplies last, Capra's Outdoors on Highway 65 in Blaine. You know who has deals? Capra's has deals. I feel so tense and worried all the time. Is this anxiety? Mental Health Minnesota is here to help seven days a week with resources, peer support, online screenings, connections to treatment and crisis services. It's anonymous, confidential, and free of charge. Whether you're living with a mental health condition, are concerned about someone you love, or could use some support, Mental Health Minnesota is here for you. MentalHealthMN.org. Sponsored by Mental Health Minnesota, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, (laughs) environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Hey, listener, welcome to Lemu's Karaoke Lounge, where Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need, and the music never stops. Hit it. There's an emu with a full-time job. His partner's Doug, but Lemu's the heartthrob. Grubs and worms, that's what Lemu eats. Gotta fuel up to save you money and hit the streets. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Total Country Bob All right, let's get right to it. Strewman here, Mark Lukey, Brandon behind the glass, the four outdoorsman. Thanks, everybody, every Sunday. And Dory about it. The Vikings are going to come back and win this game. Just turn the TV off. You'll be okay. I tell you what, Billy Moles, welcome to the show, friend. Hey, can you hear you guys hear me all right? I can hear you very well. How about you hearing us? Okay, yep. You guys are a little bit garbled for me for some reason, but... Uh... Yeah, it'll probably be a challenge with you, Strewman, but maybe it'll be best this time if I do most of the talking. <laughs> that's, that's rare. <laughs> that's rare. <laughs> that's rare. It'll, no, that's, uh, we'll, we'll work it out. I'll try to speak slowly, and, and we'll just uh, we'll learn all about the four out, about the four outdoorsmen. How about you, Billy Moles, the modern-day mountain man? How have you been, sir? Uh, doing pretty good. Surviving a little bit of snow this winter, but, uh, yeah, it's been good. Got a lot of changes going on over here. Um, but yeah, yeah, enjoying life and had an awesome uh, sunshine today. Went cutting wood, uh, got some wood in, cross country skiing. We went tubing with the kids or sledding, and yeah, it was a good day. When you went sledding with the kids, how many acres do you own right there? Uh, well, I own forty-seven, but my my dad he still he still farms, so he's got fifteen hundred. That's enough. And, uh, <laughs> so he. He stacks up some big round bales, and he's got a big hill over by his house, so he stacks up some round bales and fills it with snow. And 
so yeah it's a lot of fun we bring the dogs out there we got a snowmobile so we can zip them up the hill so they can get a few extra runs but don't worry i make them walk up walk up a few too to to wear them out a little bit well i tell you we got the best of both worlds i've been to your place over there and saw your new little your new little office cabin if you want to call it what it's like a man cave and and uh uh, you have the best of both worlds. You got a great family, so the kids are doing well, right? Yep, yep, we're doing good. I'm in, the, I'm in the guide shack as we speak. So, Mark, go ahead. Well, Stu, why don't you give a little uh, backstory on Billy Moles for those listeners that don't know? We've had Billy on many times over the last eight years. Why don't you give them a little refresher on our friend Billy Moles? Well, I happen to meet Billy. I don't know how we <clears> met. <throat> I, I called Billy Moles because I saw something about Billy seven, eight years ago. Uh, being a, an Alaskan guide from Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. And my wife and I have a place in Chatek. I drive through Turtle Lake every time, so I gave Billy a call. He was nice enough to be on the air, and we've become pretty good friends over that time. I stop by his house every once in a while. And he's been an Alaskan guide for, I'll say, what, 25 years, Billy? About 25? got it. Yep, 25. And this is, I love this, I love to tell this. Everyone knows this by now who listen to the show, but this man... He's lived in a tent for eight years of his life. That's a special, that's a tough, that's a tough gig, man. But uh, more power to you. If you could change anything about your career, what would you have changed? What have you learned over 25 years that would make it easier for you to be an Alaskan guide? Uh, I would have uh, given my bride a backseat a little bit, taken a little better care of my body. Yeah. Um, not, not that I really... I, I, did, I mean, I always ate pretty good, never drank too, too much. Uh, until, but, uh, until, uh, until, hang on now, until after the hunt. I've seen the outtakes, pal. You guys have a lot of fun after you're done hunting. I know that. Yeah, well, then that that wasn't, I mean, that wasn't so bad. I mean, yeah, no, I, I but just like eating, eating well. But yeah, just, just little things about taking care of the body and recognizing, taking like warning signs of things a little bit more seriously. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that, that's a really good question, but I'm glad looking back at it. I'm glad I did what I did because I mean, one thing that I've noticed is I, um, you know, I've learned one of the best things about my job is I've learned from the people that have come hunting yeah. because obviously if they come up there, they're, they're successful at something, you know, right. Man's created in God's image. So there's something, there's something, there's one, a tiny speck of God that's totally unique in each and every individual and when you're when you spend you know quality um you know uninhibited time with people you really get to know people and i guess one of the things that i've learned that i've been really fortunate was i kind of took a different avenue to it toward it not really by uh, uh on purpose but just kind of by accident maybe even luck but most people you know the modern world would have you spend your whole life working so that as you get older, you can do the things that you want. I kind of took the different approach. I did the things that I want uh, right off the bat, and I uh, was fortunate to kind of make a living at it. Um, but um, I just I learned from a lot of those people, you know, those people that I've met, they had the opportunity to do those things that they wanted. You right. know, they, they lived long and long enough, and they had the health to do it. You know, and tomorrow's not a guarantee. I mean, we've all we all know we've we all have stories of loved ones, friends that we know that yep. you know never had such opportunities. So I don't know. I mean, I look at it now. I'm 45 years old. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm probably more fit and more capable than most 45 years old, 45 year olds. But I mean, I I work at it. I mean, I spend 
three to four hours a day purposely being very active just so I can function. Got arthritis, couple, I got a fracture in my spine, herniated disc in my spine, different injuries over the years. I mean, that's kind of the collateral damage that it comes with. I honestly, I want 99% of it. I wouldn't do anything different, I guess. You know, I'll tell you what, on a much smaller scale, of course, what we are doing here is nothing like being an Alaskan guide by any means, but I think the best thing about my job is not it's not even a job it's fun is is the relationships that I've developed over the last 8 years and the people that I've met and if you take advantage of those relationships not take advantage of the person but take advantage of the relationships and keep bonding and doing things together and learning about each other it's been a great great life and I know I've seen almost every one of your videos there's over 100 if I know if I remember right now about your your hunts You've become friends with so many great people that you never would have met if you hadn't been an Alaskan guide. Absolutely, and the, and the beauty of it is they come from different walks of life. I don't know, there's there's some saying about that, like how you know you don't want to be friends who or don't want to just um, surround yourself with people that are like you because you'll never grow. And so by default, you're meeting people from all over the world, and you all have differences, but the beauty of, I think the time, the quality time that you spend. And I think that's why the outdoors is so great for people, particularly in now this day and age, whether it be hunting, fishing, um, whatever, just something where you're actually sitting still, you know, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God is just be still long enough that you're not distracted by other things, but you meet people from all walks of life. And on the onset, you're very different. This person, um, you know, lives a lifestyle that's totally different than yours. But then after about four or five days, when you find commonality at the basic core, the, <laughs> the commonality is, is right there. Yeah. You know, you just you got to you got to scratch through the surface, you know, or, or through several layers uh, for some people. Um, but but you find that human element in everybody. And, you know, we're all the same. We're all the same down deep. I know you're heavily involved in, in, in the Christian outreach, and frankly, I've told you this, you inspire me, and because I, I need help there. <laughs> we all and, do, Stuart, and, yeah, we all and, do. And you're good, at, you're good at doing what you do without forcing yourself upon somebody, your values and your beliefs and all that, and I just, I absolutely love that. And so I'm, I'm, I'm getting better at it. But one of the things, I like some of the comments you've made, but one of the things you, you said recently, I'm not even sure how recent it was, that few things in life are more inspiring than the internal life cycle and the balance of nature. I think that's wonderful. Where did that come from? Uh, observation. I mean, it came from my grandpa, watching my grandpa when he would trap and he would talk about sign. He would ask me if I see that sign, you know, he'd look at a, at a river bank or mud, you know, mud along the river, and there'd be there'd be something. I could see there was something happening there, but I didn't know. My grandpa's like, "You see that sign?" And I'm like, "I don't see a sign." He's like, "You know, he could look. He's like, oh, that's an otter track. It's a mink track. It's whatever it is." And then he set that trap there, and how he knew that that animal was going to put his foot there, it was a language that he's like he knew a language I didn't understand, and it it fascinated me. And when I look back now, and I think like in all of our lives, you know, Romans eight twenty eight says that all things work for good to those to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Yeah. When I look back at it now, I can see, I mean, definitively just see that like God's hand was in all, all of those experiences or at a minimum, he was working on me and he was preparing me for this opportunity. So like for me, that's where I, I nature reveals God's nature. Nature is 
it's, it's so beautiful. It's incomprehensible. Romans one twenty says that um, that God's um, um, God's invisible attributes are so clearly seen through what is created that man is without excuse to not identify a creator. Okay, so then you, you understand that this all works together, but then you have these harsh winter kills where these animals die of starvation. The thing about nature is is that it's honest, and nature is black and white, just like God's Word is black and white. But we live in a fallen world where everything is some shade of gray. And so to, to you know, navigate through, through the wilderness, uh, through the wilderness of this modern world, you're navigating through all these gray areas, and you're trying to discover what is black and white. What is the truth in this? Yeah. And 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 you know, for me to to look at it through nature, to to recognize that everything in nature lives its life for the betterment of the entire ecosystem, and ultimately to give life in return, at least to one thing, and it does it in a perpetual manner, and that's how it all works. And and that's that's what the Christian faith is all about. The Christian faith is about when you believe in Jesus Christ, your life is not your own. You you to come to Christ, you got to you got to realize that that you are a sinner and that you do not deserve anything from God other than damnation. And when you totally surrender your life to Christ, he will make you into a new creation and that new creation will will eventually you'll be sanctified to the point where you you will want to rout out anything, any selfishness from you. And God will do that through sanctification. He'll baptize you by fire throughout your life. Being a Christian is absolutely, it's the greatest adventure any of us, I've hunted all over the world, and following Christ is the greatest adventure any of us will ever know. All we have to do is trust the guide. And just like my hunters at times when I tell them, hey, we've been sitting on this hill waiting for, you know, the right bear to show up for the past seven days, but he wants to go and walk to another hill. Well, I've done it so much that I know, no, we need to stay here. But from that hunter's standpoint, he hasn't seen it. He hasn't lived it. He just still doesn't believe it. And there's times like that for every believer where God puts us in a situation that he wants to teach us something, but it's painful and it's hard, and we're not going to believe that it's going to happen. And he's going to do that step by step by step to build our faith so that we will not live our lives for ourselves, which is what the world is going to teach us on social media and basically every direction that you look, because he wants us not to be focused on us, but to be focused on him. And if we focus on him, he is going to lead us to focus on other people. And that's one of the great things that I love about you, Strew, man, is you're always positive and you're always uh, uh, encouraging other people. I so that in and of itself is a ministry, and I love you for that, brother. I appreciate that. I wish you had, I wish you had more passion sometimes. I'll tell you what, we're talking with Billy Moles, the, uh, the, the modern-day mountain man, loves to hunt, loves to guide people in, in Alaska, has been doing it for many, many years, tons and tons of great stories, even white-tailed deer hunting stories and all that. But he's a believer as well, and he's he's out there spreading the word, which is really really cool. Now you talked about bear hunting. I was I just saw something recently. I think it was a, a, a DVD. We have three minutes, Billy. A DVD. I think it was one was called Life, something about a brown bear hunter, something like that. And this gentleman who was with you, it was in a creek, and I've seen a lot of your videos. It's the only time I've ever seen a a, a brown bear get blasted in the creek, and it took a long time for you guys to kind of get that shot, and it took you like six shots to get this guy down. You once once said you had one single word that would describe tracking a wounded grizzly, and you said it was peaceful. You got to be kidding me! <laughs> yeah, that one was kind of an unfortunate incident. You know, the hunter didn't shoot very well, right. and uh, you know, but 
it happens and I kind of struggled with how I portray it on video. Um, so there, there's a fine line there, but at any rate, yeah, it is peaceful or at least it is for me. Um, because it's, 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 um, there is no margin for error, I guess. Yeah. And at that point, your instincts have to totally kick in. I know I talked to some Bush pilot buddies of mine and I asked them, um, you know, I, I've started, I got a pilot's license, started flying. I just realized I didn't have the passion. I probably had the skill. I, I'm sure I could have gotten it, um, but I didn't have the passion and it was just too dangerous. I didn't love it. And I asked them, I was like, how do you, you know, how do you do that? Like what goes through your mind when, you know, you're landing in these tough places, you got a crosswind and you're, there's rocks a place you haven't landed. And he's like, well, have you ever watched Top Gun? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, I don't know who it was, Maverick or whoever, Tom Cruise on Top Gun. Yeah. And he, he described being in a, as a fighter pilot in the movie, if you think you're dead. And that's what he, this guy said, it's like bush flying. And I would say that's what it's like when you go in to the brush for a charge, uh, <laughs> a, a wounded grizzly. If you can't be thinking, it has to be so automatic. You have to be so comfortable with your rifle and, and have so much experience already so that there is no thought that you don't have to think. It's probably just like, you know, for you with real estate or you're dealing with people, you're good with people. Like, you don't think about it. You just do it. You've right. done it enough for you. It's automatic. So until you get to that level, you probably have no place, no business to be, you know, going into the brush for a wounded grizzly bear. Hey, check out Billy Moles, the Modern Day Mountain Man's video. There's a couple of experiences that I'm aware of right now where uh, the most recent one I saw, like one of the most recent videos was a guy – we shot that black bear from 40 feet about three, four years ago. You guys were in the in the underbrush on a creek bottom and shot one, a wounded bear from 30, 40 feet. I'll tell you what, you're a special man, and, and if you can do that and you can reach out to everybody with your Christian re- outreach like you've been doing and, and accomplishing both those at the same time, you are very, very blessed. And we thank you for doing both, young man. So uh, Billy Moles, Modern Day Mountain Man, we got to wrap it up. I'll stay in touch with you. We'll get together sometime before the end of winter. Be safe, keep doing your deal, and, and thanks for sharing, Brandon. Thanks a lot. All right, see you, Mark. See you, Drew. Bye. Appreciate Thank it, guys. you. Take care, Billy. Boy, I tell you what, Billy Moles, Modern Day Mountain Man. Be right back with Greg Thomas, I think his name is. We're going to talk about the uh, ah, the Maple Lake Fishing Derby, which I don't think is going to happen. We'll find <laughs> out. Bob FM wants to pay off your bills. I just want $1,000. Let's get you on Bob's bankroll. I like that. <laughs> it's your chance to add $1,000 to your bank account every weekday. Every weekday? Every day. Wow. Wow. Listen for the contest keyword at 8, 11, 3, and 7. Okay, cool. Then enter it at mybobcountry.com for a chance to win in this national contest. Each keyword is another opportunity for you to win Bob's bankroll. La, 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 it's time for Capra Sporting Goods Ice Fishing Clearance Sale. Get select ice fishing stuff for up to 30% off. Get huge discounts on electric augers like Strike Master, Ion, and Razor. Electronics like Garmin Livescope, Vexlar, Markham, Otter and Eskimo sleds and hubs, rods, reels, tackles, and more. These are the best deals of the year. In-store only. Call or come in for specific pricing on what you're looking for. While supplies last, Capra's outdoors on Highway 65 in Blaine. You know who has deals? Cabras has deals. So you've never been to Devil's Lake, North Dakota? You gotta. 
Devil's Lake has been rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country for many years for many reasons. Hey, plenty of walleyes, of course, with no slot limits. You've heard it before. 365 days season, five a day in tenant possession. That's crazy. And jumbo perch are a blast to catch. Devil's Lake got many guide services that'll make sure your ice fishing trip will make you want to come back. Hey, bring your family. Let's have some fun. Check out devilslakend.com. And thanks. Dezeal Heating and Air Conditioning has let the dogs out. <coughs> and their two-fur deal is back. If your furnace and air conditioner are over 10 years old, they could roll over and break down. Let Dezeal help you fetch a free air conditioner with their two-fur deal. For a limited time, when you purchase a furnace, you get a free AC unit with a free UV package. Dezeal Heating and AC, serving Wright County and the West Metro. Details online at DezealHVAC.com. That's D-E-Z-I-E-L-HVAC.com. Pheasants Forever's National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic is coming to the Minneapolis Convention Center on February 17th through the 19th. Join us for puppy and dog training seminars, a youth village for kids, a public lands pavilion, pollinator and wildlife habitat, hunting gear, and more than 400 unique exhibitors. It's National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic the weekend of February 17th. Presented by Pheasants Forever, Quail Forever, and Federal Ammunition. For more information, log on to pheasantfest.org. Arrowhead Outdoors in Ely, Minnesota doesn't claim to be Minnesota's trout headquarters just because no one else does. They actually carry the largest selection of lake trout tackle found anywhere in northern Minnesota. And much of it is custom made right there at Arrowhead. This season, Arrowhead Outdoors is the only store in town renting ice houses for lake trout. And if you never caught a lake trout through the ice, get ready for an experience worth sharing. Hey, come relish the wilderness and the serenity of Ely area. And let Arrowhead Outdoors help you catch a few trout. All right, we're back with Greg Thomas. I think it is of the. Uh, I don't know where you're from, Greg. Are you watch? Are you watching the football game? I hear uh, all- yeah, this is Greg Thomas. There's too much fun to this game. Um, it's very hard to hear you, but uh, go ahead. Well, I tell you what. Are you you at home watching the game right now? All right, let's do this. Greg, let's do this. Two minutes left. Why don't you watch the rest of the game? We have some things we can talk about, and we'll have a few minutes before the end of the show to call you back, and then we'll talk about the uh, Maple Lake uh, Fishing Derby, all right? Why don't we call you back after the football game? Okay, that sounds great. Appreciate it. You bet. You you bet. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Well, at least he's got his priorities down. Yeah. I'll tell you what, do some shout-outs. That's kind of fun because there's not a whole lot to talk about as far as the Maple Lake Fishing Derby, although it's, it's the 49th year, is a big, big deal, and they're having trouble with ice, so they got to work some things out. So let's talk about some shout-outs, you guys. Uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for writing in to the Four Outdoorsmen. To get on our shout-out page, to get us to talk about you live on the radio, all you have to do is comment on our post every week. Uh, this picture is Strew and Devil's Lake with a walleye. Strew, you, you know how to hold your walleyes way out in front of you. That was about 15. Yeah, it it's, uh, it looks like about a 45-incher when you hold it right next to the camera. So. <laughs> good job. Thanks, for everyone, for writing in. First one is from Twin Cities Walleyes Unlimited. They are good friends of ours now. Uh, I thank them very much for posting every week. They say, happy Sunday, everyone. We had a great day yesterday in Mille Lacs on our Tony Roach's Guide Service Twin Cities Walleyes Unlimited outing. Tony Roach is a great guy. Good time and lots of fish. Bill Katz, our good friend and sponsor. Ooh, good. Oh, he dropped it. I'm sorry. 
Sorry to interrupt. We just had a drop pass. Anyway, Bill Cat <laughs> said, spent the weekend on Winnie. Had a great time. Have a great show, guys. That looks like fun. Corey Bechtold says, Macula tackle size 10, rocks some monster gills. Great picture there. Chris Keeler, uh, uh, formerly of Keeler's Gunsmithing, says, saying hi from fabulous Las Vegas. He's going to be there at SHOT Show. Ron Nielsen said, out of Arneson's on Lake of the Woods, doing some catching. Caught a 13-and-a-half-inch perch. That's a beauty, Ron. Nice job. Tony Freund uh, from a Clam Pro said, Saturday was a good day for fishing with the kids. Small perch during the day, but the gills came out after dark while the kids were inside drinking hot cocoa. That's how it works. And Jesse Koskinimi said, had a great day snowmobiling. Now enjoying a cocktail while the four outdoorsmen, and he has a sweet capper's glass. Uh, Sam brought in some uh, capper's glasses. They have, like, bullets stuck in the side. You remember I have some of those? They have bullets and, and lures stuck in the side of the uh, glass. Yeah, you gave me one with a lure in it, but that was not from Capra's. Yeah, uh, Capra's bought some with bullets in them and has Capra's engraved oh, cool. on it. Pretty cool. How, he and, gave you one? Uh, no, he gave Jesse Koskinimi one, and he has a picture of it here. Oh, cool. But don't worry, you, you didn't get the short end of the <laughs> I'm sure you can have one if you I'm really looking want for one. a bumper sticker, I mean a window sticker, too, uh, for my car. You've got a nice one for uh, for Capra Sporting Goods. I right? do. You want one of those? Of course. you got extra ones, or does he have extra ones? Uh, I think I just grabbed one at the store. Oh, that's right. But they have yeah. a new logo. I think they're going to come out with some new ones. What do you got going this week, by the way? Um, this week Besides is the, hockey, the, hockey, well, hockey, the Minneapolis hockey. Boat Show is coming up this weekend. That's right, yeah. So uh, I'm going to try to go there. I'm going up to Duluth on Friday. Son has a hockey tournament in Duluth, but I'm going to try to go. I, I think the boat show starts Thursday. Am I correct? Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to check that out. But if the boat show is going Thursday, I will go Thursday afternoon to check that out. Have lots of uh, partners that Ron share there. Lots of dock companies, lots of boat companies. Again, like ATA, people are getting back into to the show season. So uh, people are excited to be there. They're excited to sell stuff. And um there's there's a lot of uncertainty right now in the outdoors world, you know, because COVID was such a bump, right? Oh yeah. So sales people couldn't get product; they were selling like crazy. Now it's kind of back to normal, and and even though there might be a reduction in spending, it's more of what it should be, right? I mean, there was there was two straight years of just nonstop action for outdoor retailers. Now it's kind of coming back to normal. So um, I'm excited to check that out. Meet lots of partners that I haven't seen in a while. Sure, why don't you sit down here, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> he needs me to talk. No, I'm just telling. I'm telling Brandon to call uh, uh, Greg Thomas again. He talk. You were talking about hockey and things like that a little bit. And you're, you're busier than heck. And I, I watched Edina girls beat Minnetonka girls three nothing yesterday. But tell him what you found out at Princeton Hockey Arena today. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. So we went to this Prin is crazy Princeton Hockey Rink. So we were at St. Michael. Had a game with my son Max. Went to Princeton after that for a game. It happened to work out timing-wise so we could make both. The rink was absolutely freezing. Like, it was just so cold in there. Almost intentionally. Almost intentionally. <laughs> and I was, you know, complaining about it like I tend to do. Looked on the wall. There's a pay-for-heat vending machine. Unbelievable. So the rink is freezing cold. Yeah. There's gas heaters above you. Right. You have to pay $5 to get heat while you watch your son or For an hour. Play. For an hour. It's $5. <laughs> They're still losing money. $5 an hour if they're heating up the whole thing for that. I couldn't believe that you had to pay for heat. Oh, my gosh. I've never heard of that. No, that's, I've never heard of that either. I couldn't believe it. That's brand new. And uh, that was my first time at the rink. The other parents knew about it. And I'm like, I still I couldn't let it go. I'm like, you have to pay for heat. Did you see anybody paying for heat? I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I'll tell you what a great sponsor for a heating and air company to like, 
you know, heat brought to you by Bob's Heating in Princeton, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll turn it on for yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised because that's a pretty nice arena as well. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is a nice arena. Do I think we have our caller on? Oh, we don't. He's uh, he's busy. So anyway, you talked about Devil's Lake. So glad you got the chance to go. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, um, I, enjoy I know it. we. We in the past we've taken a bunch of people, but sometimes it's nice just going with one or two, and then you can have more of a, you know, intimate talk with Susie if you're not entertaining everybody. But was was the lake packed? I mean, was it jammed? Was, was it hopping? Jammed. I mean, everybody, every one of the uh, fish houses from uh, uh, from Woodland Resort was used. Uh, Perch Patrol was backed up from a month or two already. The restaurant was so so crowded. So uh, it was, uh, and, but everybody was having a good time. It was. Uh, yeah, there was a group of two groups of 12 from different states that were staying at Sleep Inn, the same place we were, and they were all fishing. It was busy and good for them. You know, that's it's good for them. How was the ice conditions? Everyone was driving on the lake. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, like you, no, no, it, it was, but there's tons of snow, more snow than we probably even have here. The roads were really, really nice. But, uh, you're limited as to where you can go, obviously. You're not going to go off the roads any place. Nobody was. And there's snow bears going on around all over the place. So I don't think we're going to get our Maple Lake guy on. That's right. Uh, he, I, I don't think we're going to. Why don't you tell us the news about that? Well, Greg, Thomas, Greg Thomas has been with uh, uh, Maple Lake Fishing Derby, Maple Lake Fishing Derby for quite some time. And it's the largest fishing tournament in the state of Minnesota. And they raised. That's a lot, even bigger than. It's the largest fishing tournament wow. in the state of Minnesota. And they've been doing this for 49 years, and they raise a lot of money for a lot Bigger of causes. Bigger than the Brainerd Derby, all that stuff. That's what stuff. it says. Wow. That's what it said, yeah. Good marketing. Uh, they, they give away a lot of donations and whatnot, silent all, all kinds of things happening. There's, a, I think, an ice castle or something like that is going to be the first prize, some kind of drawing. And that's big. So, uh, unfortunately, ice conditions, they said, are not safe enough right now to, to do it. It was going to take place in a couple of weeks. And I, that's, I don't know how you can plan something like that, get it all organized, have all these sponsors and vendors out there, and boom, you got to stop. And that, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I know it's slushy out there right now, but there seems to be plenty of ice. I don't understand why why that wouldn't work out. Maybe it has to be so thick to support that many trucks on yeah. one spot. or yeah. I don't know why exactly, but that's surprising to me that they would cancel it. Yeah, and I wanted to talk to him about exactly what Maple Lake Fishing Derby is all about, who, where the money goes to. And but it's the yep. 49th year in a row they've been doing it for quite some time. Speaking of fishing tournaments, yeah. tell us what happened with uh, the young lady yeah, we so, had. Uh, uh, what's her name? Last week, Jasmine, Jasmine. Keith joined yeah. us to talk about a nice fishing tournament. It was going to be held on White Bear Lake. Right. They were excited to bring it closer to us and closer to the East Metro, but... Like any fishing tournament, um, ran into some problems. They, um, if you have over fifty people on White Bear, you have to pay for an ambulance to be on site. Yeah. So. And when you're trying to raise money, you know that that kind of thing is just con- it's it's unfortunate. There's yeah. Not, there's not <coughs> enough money in the pot. When you're doing something for charity, uh, you know once those expenses get up there, it's hard to do. So it's going back to Minnetonka. Like it was last year, they're gonna still have it. Still have lots of great prizes. I know Capra's donated a Strike Master uh, forty volt ice auger, a nice one, the top of the line Strike Master. There's gonna be a lot of prizes. Um, so it's put on by Northcast, which is Jasmine's company, right? And also benefits Urban Boat Builders, which right. is a great organization. So check out Northcast's Facebook page for details on that. But it's still gonna happen. It's just gonna be in Minnetonka. 
And one of the reasons they wanted to go to White Bear Lake is because it's closer to, in my opinion, closer to maybe some areas of the Mm -hmm. metropolitan area where kids don't have the opportunities like a lot of people do in stereotypically Minnetonka. Yeah, the cake eaters. Yeah, the cake eaters. Yeah, my son son Joe's family in Edina are cake eaters. And the urban boat builders, they have an organization that they – they they cater to young kids who yep. ha- they want them working with their hands, yep. you know, d- just not sitting on your butt, not playing video games, working with your hands and build stuff and and see what it's like, you know, and, and uh, try to to have an end result. And then they would take those kids and take those boats and and try them out on different lakes in the metropolitan area. All the money from this tournament put on by uh, Jasmine will go to urban boat builders and the kids who need help. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted it White Bear Lake closer to the east side of St. Paul where, from where I am. And a lot of kids there need help. So, uh, but it's going to be back on Lake Minnetonka. So look that up if you could. And her name of her company is again Northcast. Northcast. Look yep. up Northcast. She sells yep. all sorts of stuff, fish breading, uh, jewelry, all sorts of cool things. Um, check out Northcast on Facebook. She was a wonderful person, and she does a lot for charities and stuff like that. So check it out and go go to that tournament. Here's the uh, the uh, uh, the notice from. Maple Lake Ice Fishing Derby that was scheduled to be February 4th, 2023. It says, due to the record-breaking December and January snow in central Minnesota, dot, 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 and the extremely poor ice conditions for whatever reason, the Maple Lake Fishing Derby has been made a difficult decision to cancel it. Uh, the 48th annual derby was scheduled for, oh, this 48th, February 3rd. Currently, the ice sheet is coated with 12 to 14 inches of heavy snow, and ice thickness is between 7 and 11 inches. So, the above average temperatures are like right now. Uh, so they just want to take any chances. And uh, so they're going to reschedule, I think it says, on the 24, 2024 for, oh, I don't know what it's going to be, February 3rd again, 2024. But look up uh, Maple Lake Ice Fishing Derby. Their website is phenomenal. And yep. it's, uh, it's quite, that's big, man. That's really big. That's unfortunate for them because, like, like you said, it brings in a lot of money for charity. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and people through COVID, you know, couldn't do a lot of the things they did. So charities are hurting out there. So we need to work hard to do the most we can to promote these kind of things. I know you and Sam are busy with your family. Sam has four kids. You have three, mm-hmm. and they're all in hockey, so you're busier than heck. But if you want, I might be able to swing a little lake trout fishing trip with you up in uh, with our buddy uh, Steve Renneberg from Arrowhead Outdoors in Ely, Minnesota. And uh, John Basie is going to be along, and he's going to take us someplace. He wants to take us ice fishing for lake trout, I think maybe even the Boundary Waters, probably like J- January 24th or something. So when I get that date, I'll let you know. And I'm thinking Steve Renderberg will be okay if you come along as well. I would love to go. We went last year. It was, it was just a great adventure. It was. Hiking into the Boundary Waters and fishing where you don't see anyone else. Right. And it's pure nature. And, you know, you got to know what you're doing. You got to know what to bring. But I'll tell you, that's an experience that you'll never forget. Well, so it's, it's go like up to Ely. Ely is just amazing because you're on the border of civilization, yeah, right? right? And five minutes out of town, it, there's nobody there. And, and there's so many great lakes. Like I said before, there's so many great lakes even inside the Boundary Waters like that you can go with a boat or anything in that area. And, and it's just it's people pass right by those beautiful lakes and go to the boundary waters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much yeah. to do right in town. So you know, there's a couple of lakes really close to Ely, Minnesota that I'm aware of. I had a chance to fish. One of them was Steve Rendenberg and the group, uh, the, uh, cast outdoors, the, yep. those guys. And we caught some crappies, the biggest crappies. Well, you were yeah. with the biggest yeah. crappie you ever caught. And yeah. that's within 
minutes of Ely. And, and I said, why, why do people go into Boundary Waters if there's so much? But it's a different story, of course. But in the last couple of years, as a result of the relationship we built with Arrowhead Outdoors, I've had a chance to go, uh, uh, I think there were brook trout, I think is what we were, we went down by, uh, uh, I don't know, we went toward uh, Grand Marais. Yep. Bob Krejci was with me. And I forget who else was with Steve, uh, what's his name was with, and Steve Renneberg was with. Great crappies. Lake trout fishing last year in the Bounty Waters with some people who know what they're doing. We have to surround ourselves Definitely. with people who know what they have to do because you and I'd be lost. And have the right gear. Yeah. And we have to, <laughs> and we have to borrow us uh, another nice four-wheeler from Sam and uh, <laughs> tell that story. Yeah, we got uh, – Sam unfortunately got a ticket. We borrowed a four-wheeler from him and parked it. I believe it wasn't registered or something because it it's his farm four-wheeler, right? Like it was registered, but he didn't, didn't. it was in his billfold or something. He never yeah. took the time to put it on his machine. Yeah, because it's on his own personal property, yeah. right? So he does, he does, he's not going on trails, yeah. right? And who's going to check a four-wheeler in the Boundary Waters, right uh, at, the, at, the, at, yeah. the, at the front door of the Boundary Waters? Uh, someone did. <laughs> Poor Sam got a ticket. He was nice enough to let us use his four-wheeler, then he gets a ticket. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, that was strange because it t- we we went about maybe four or five miles across Lake Vermilion, I think is where we were, mm-hmm. and we parked the four-wheeler on the borderline of the Boundary Waters and Lake Vermilion, and we hiked in with sleds and all the gear. We might have gone a mile, whatever, to where we were fishing. We came back out, and there's a, a, a ticket way out there. <laughs> Don't you have something better to do? Yeah, so that was that was funny, and Sam took it. We also way. ran into a game warden at, at another place yeah. we went to. Yeah, so they, they are, uh, they're patrolling everywhere. Yeah. That's their job, right? A lot of fun tonight at the Four Outdoorsmen. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll be back next week with Sambo, I'm sure about that. Uh, thanks to Billy Moles, a good friend of ours, the modern-day mountain man. Look up the modern-day mountain man. Pick up a bunch of DVDs. His first book I ever wrote or read was uh, uh, Alaska and Me about Billy Moles and his life with his grandfather and all that. just so cool. Uh, Greg Thomas was not here, but that's okay. We didn't need it. We talked all about uh, Maple Lake First Fishing Derby. So take care, everybody. Have a great week. Get ready for Real Talk Outdoors. My buddy Mark's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories. <laughs>